Welcome to The Deeper You Go, The Weirder It Gets. I'm your host, Garrett Rennan. If you're enjoying the show, do me a favor, hit that subscribe button, and please leave me a review. Also, believe it or not, I got gear coming. <laughs> I know the podcast is very young, but I, I have some cool gear. I have some hoodies, some t-shirts, some bumper stickers. Let me say, when I've worn this stuff out in public, it's definitely a conversation starter. Um, anyway, welcome to episode five, why you should question the nature of your reality. So stories and myths, they might be the first technology ever invented by man. In addition to being fun and entertaining, you know, everyone loves a good story. Stories have been and still are used as a method to distribute meaningful and important information throughout time. It's how critical information has been passed down from generation to generation. So I've, I've mentioned Joseph Campbell's book, A Hero with a Thousand Faces, before. The general summary of this book is that after researching and studying ancient myths from nearly every culture all around the world, it was found that many of these myths followed a similar story structure, which has been famously coined the hero's journey. The hero's journey is a meta story. It's the common themes found in every story about a person rising up to confront their fears, all in an effort to become a better person. In other words, the hero's journey is more than just a fun story. It's actually a teaching tool which lays out instructions one should follow if they aspire to reach their highest potential. The hero's journey is basically a blueprint for growth and transformation. So the real value of stories comes from the wisdom they contain. Stories have a way of distilling common patterns found in human behavior and relaying that information to us in an organized yet entertaining manner. Because of this, it has often been said that fiction can even be more real than facts. While doing some research for this episode, I found this quote, Fiction is the lie through which we tell the truth. That was uh, coined by Albert Camus. I don't know who that is, but he's definitely got a cool quote. Apparently, he's a French philosopher and author. But the reason that quote is so profound, so let me say that again, the, fiction is the lie through which we tell the truth. So the reason that quote is so profound is because the idea of something, the idea of anything is oftentimes much more powerful than the actual physical thing itself. All right, so let's do a little thought experiment. I want you to find a chair. Look at it. Notice the specific qualities of this chair. Now notice how this chair is different from other chairs. A chair at your kitchen table is not the same as the lazy boy in your living room, nor is it the same as the iron throne. So a physical chair represents only one manifestation of an almost infinite amount of chairs. But what about the idea of a chair? Well, in order to define the idea of a chair, we might first need to ask ourselves exactly what is a chair. Well, theoretically, a chair could be anything you sit on, I guess, right? I don't know. If that's the case, now the world of chairs just just became much larger, containing an almost infinite amount of possibilities. So the idea of a chair is fictional. It's not real, or at least it does not exist in the physical world. 
So you can't sit in the idea of a chair, yet the idea of a chair encompasses the entire world of chairs. This is why stories are said to be real, because they transmit general ideas which are not confined by physical limitations. So if we wanted to question the very nature of our reality, the first place we might look is to a story. So let's look at one of my all-time favorite movies, The Matrix. See, The Matrix is a phenomenal story about questioning the nature of one's reality. Keanu Reeves plays Neo, a computer hacker who's living a mundane existence. However, Neo has this feeling that there is more to the world than his ordinary life. This feeling leads him to search out and find a man named Morpheus. When they first meet, it's one of the best scenes in the entire movie. It's the famous pill scene. So Neo sits down in front of Morpheus and Morpheus says, Let me tell you why you're here. You know something. What you know, you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life. Something's wrong with the world. You don't know what, but it's there. Like a splinter in your mind, driving you mad. It's this feeling that has brought you to me. Do you know what I'm talking about? Then Neo says, The Matrix? Then Morpheus says, Yes, the Matrix is everywhere. It's all around us, even now, in this very room. You see it when you look out your window or when you turn on your television. You can feel it when you go to work, when you go to church, when you pay your taxes. It is the world that's been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. Neo says, what truth? Morpheus says, that you are a slave. Like everyone else, you were born into bondage, born into a prison that you cannot taste or smell or touch, a prison for your mind. Unfortunately, no one can be told what the matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. So Neo is then offered a choice, the red or blue pill. If he takes the red pill, he will be unplugged from the matrix and will begin to live in the real world. If he takes the blue pill, he goes back to his regular life inside the matrix. Right before Neo grabs the red pill, Morpheus says, Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Man, I love that scene. So uh, let's dive a little deeper into this. So in the, mo- in the movie, the majority of the people did not live in the real world. Instead, they lived inside an artificially created world. Their consciousness was essentially trapped inside a computer simulation called the Matrix. This simulation was created to occupy their minds so that their energy could be harvested and fed to the machines. The humans were basically turned into batteries. So what can the Matrix teach us about our world? Well, the Matrix tells us that if we look hard enough, we can begin to see that we are also living in a fabricated world. Just like the fictional characters of the movie, we also have been born into a prison for our mind. See, from the moment we are born, we are immediately inundated with programming that shapes the way we perceive the world. We do not see the real world. We see the world through filters which were, which have been created by our programming. We are programmed by our cultures, governments, and religions. In addition, our programming has also, shaped, has also been shaped by our parents, our country, the size of the city in which we live, our neighborhood, our gender, the year we were born, how much money we had growing up, 
and even the rules and traditions of our intimate communities all create, all this creates our unique version of the world. So in some ways, these programs we see we receive at birth are necessary because they give us structure and reference on how to participate in life. The programs we, we receive are very much like the rules of specific sports. The only difference between football, basketball, baseball, and golf is the rules that govern those games. Different rule sets produce different games. Rules for sport are extremely important because they give structure and life to the support to the sport, but they also limit possibilities, right? That's the point. So in the game of life, the programming we receive is necessary. We need a rule set, but this same programming can also limit our beliefs and potentials. Okay, so let's get back to the movie. So in the movie, the computer program which has enslaved humanity is a representation of the programming we receive the moment we are born. While programming was necessary to keep the humans alive, it also distracted humanity from achieving their highest potential. However, once Neo began to question the nature of his reality, he became he became capable of amazing feats. He essentially became the ultimate superhero. He became the savior of humanity. Once Neo, see, once Neo shed his old programming, once he got rid of his old beliefs, and once he was able to expand his mind to greater possibilities, he was then able to reach his highest potential. And, and see, that's just it. We, too, are full of possibility. Inside us lives the potential for greatness, the potential to become a better version of ourself. However, our initial beliefs, our initial programming can severely limit our potential growth. So in order to become better in so in order to become better, we have to begin to question our beliefs. See, a real life example of this is the 4-minute mile. Back in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, running a mile in under under 4 minutes was considered the pinnacle of athletic achievement. All the world's best runners and athletes tried to accomplish this task. However, despite everyone's best efforts, it just seemed impossible. Even doctors at the time said that the human body had limits, and it was just not possible to run a mile in under four minutes. So for years, nearly everybody believed that we had reached a physical limitation on human capability. Well, one person that questioned this false belief was Sir Roger Bannister. And on May 6th, 1954, Roger did the impossible. He ran a mile with the time of three minutes, 59 and four tenths of a second. That's right. He broke the four minute barrier. And, and see, the story gets even better. Just two months later, John Landy also ran a mile in under four minutes. Remember this four-minute barrier stood for decades, yet the moment Roger Bannister broke this barrier, everything changed. From that moment, our belief in what was possible had changed. At one point in our history, under one belief system, nobody could do it. Then a completely, then under a completely different belief system, now thousands of people have accomplished this task. Even high school athletes, our belief systems are extremely powerful. So at the end of the day, you should question the nature of your reality because your current beliefs 
might be holding you back from reaching your highest potential. Remember, many of our current beliefs are based on programming that was forced upon us. It was given to us without our knowledge or consent. We have been told how the world works and what is possible by other people. It is our job to question these beliefs and assumptions. It's the only way we can reach our highest potential. So that's it, all right? See you on the other side.